Yo, man. Um, so we're back again for another episode of the Grounded Show, and it's nice little collaboration with Sean Madden. What's the official name of your podcast? I switched it to the Sean Madden Show. The Sean Madden I think Show last year. All right. Yeah. What What was it before that? In the hall. In the hall. What What was the origin of that? Uh, getting kicked out of class and just like talking shit with the. It was a whole thing about like when you're in if if you get kicked out of class. You're not the only kid in the hallway. There's hallway kids. Facts. You know, like, you're just out there because you talk too much. But the kid next to you, like, he had a gun in his backpack. Or, like, he stabbed the teacher. You and now you got to talk to him for 90 minutes till the cops come get him. <laughs> Did you ever um skip class, like, in high school? I didn't skip class, but I would just... If I showed up to the school, like, parking lot, and I already heard the warning bell, like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm just, I just went and got McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, yeah, Like, if you're going to be late, at least have some some food. You know what I mean? I remember we used to skip class, and it's like, when you think about it, it's the stupidest thing, because you're still at school, and the whole time you're skipping, you're just trying not to get caught skipping. You know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of roaming the halls. And then you see other kids. Oh, you were at school skipping? Yeah. Like, What's the point of Exactly. That? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think about it now. And it's like, you would see other kids from afar that were doing the same thing. And y'all just kind of like nod to each other. Just go learn the Pythagorean theorem at that point, bro. Nah. Instead of hiding under the water fountain. Yeah, that's that's one thing that um I wish I would have learned when I was younger. Like, that it's way harder to avoid work than just doing work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just go through so much trying to be lazy that it's like, bro, just do it. It's just better for everybody if you just do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. For a certain extent. I did uh, golf course maintenance, and trust me, you'll you'll do anything not to shovel sand. <laughs> How was that? Um, where, Was it like a high-end golf club? or like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is when I was really down bad like nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> For like three months, I would get up at like four in the morning to go like cut grass or uh, I would, bro, you'd have a miner's light on your forehead because you have to do it before the first like person tees off. Mm -hmm. So, bro, I'd have to do like Mr. Miyagi circles in the sand with the rake to make it look beautiful. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. At like 4 a.m., dog. It's snakes and shit. It's crazy. Like thinking about the the problems that were probably in your life at that time and then the guy that went to the golf course <laughs> probably really was like mad whenever those circles weren't there you know what i mean like that's the stuff that bothered him bro you would see the members and they would all be like hmm oh good day you know like cuz it was like 110,000 just to just to like sign up and then you got to pay like 3 grand a month yeah oh dude get some paper towels that's no, all good it already uh, happened. I mean, all right, dude. You just got to let it happen to me. But yeah, I, I man, 110000 for for what? For the initiation fee. For the initiation fee. And then fee? it was like your three grand a month dues, oh they call it. Oh, my gosh, bro. 110000 Yeah. just to be able to play golf somewhere? Yeah, so you'd be weed whacking, and then you'd just hear like, voo, 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 like Ferraris pull up. And That's you're crazy. like, well... The only thing I know about country clubs is what I see on um, Curb Your Enthusiasm when they be hanging out in the country club and they may be making them like wear a shirt with a collar when they're inside and stuff like that. They yeah, can't no, have their cell proper. phones out and stuff. I'm like, damn, bro, that's really how it be in there. Yeah, no, it's uh, they don't really play games, man. I mean, they play games. That's the whole thing. But they don't look like they don't look like they're having any fun. <laughs> I know, you know what, what you mean? mean. Yeah, yeah. All they're doing is playing games, but they look like they're miserable. They're playing games with mad rules. 
Yeah. Like you're not just enjoying the game. You you put mad restrictions on it. Just like it's Karen golf. Like you ever seen people play croquet? Mm-hmm. That's how rich people were there. They like would bring their own mallet and then they <laughs> and they wear all white. I didn't know that was a thing, dude. Kind of creepy. Big white like sombrero hats and like all white. It looked like get out. It's like, do you think it's just like it's it's just been a custom for so long that that's just all they know like you know what i mean like they always had money yeah they always had money they always did things like that so it's just kind of like i think so you know i feel like you you can be so rich you're corny and that's no, what they, that's right. what they are yeah to a certain point like and and it's like it's happened since the beginning of time i feel like like if you're coddled you're just a cornball 100% you know what i mean like it always happens like if 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 you got everything and you don't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of crazy to think that you doing better, you're kind of dooming your future generations. You know what I mean? Because then they don't got to do as much. And then it's like. Well, your whole bloodline gets like weaker and weaker. Exactly. And now you're seeing like royalty crumble because it's like everyone's on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you just act like a king and they're like. <laughs> you know what i mean no one cares anymore bro but it's great no structure it's crazy too because like they have those stories of certain like sons of kings or whatever that once their dad dies and they take over they just like destroy the whole you know they destroy the whole village or destroy the whole empire because oh, yeah. they're just being idiots you know they what crash I mean? the the family chariot facts you know joyriding <laughs> and now it's like the family Maybach or whatever bro it's um, just the same thing over and over yes yeah, wow I, I was um reading about uh one of the sons of one of the emperors in rome so, so it was marcus aurelius and then his son's name was commodus and basically commodus was one of those like we're talking about like he's he was kind of lazy he was always just had like a whole bunch of prostitutes and stuff like that so when he became king he ended up getting like 600 prostitutes like 300 chicks and like 300 dudes and that's just like that was his whole like little click of like his he was banging dudes too. He was banging everything, bro. At that point, <laughs> you gotta respect it. You know, he sounds like a bodega owner. I know a bodega owner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he pretty much was when you think about it. He de- he definitely was. Uh, you know, he had control of the grains. Yeah, he's just making micheladas in the back. Micheladas. <laughs> Speaking of bodega owners, you seen that one dude on TikTok? That he makes the um like crazy sandwiches and stuff and be like, sure. I don't know if I've seen him. I've seen the one where the guy like ha- he it's like a game show. People are just trying to buy backwoods and he's like, guess a color. And they're like, bro, come on. It's like in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. He's now there's like, this one in New York that he's like, he just makes them gross New York things that like, for example, there's like a little food truck around here that's like a New York food truck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know. I went to it and I felt like everything there was like gross. Like it's like over, you know, like mad cheese or like, you get what I'm yeah, saying? It's well, like, like too extra. And then like the guy that I'm talking about, he'll do something where it's like, he'll make a sandwich with like ground beef and fruit loops and cheese uh, and he'll fry cheese sticks on it and he'll put it on the, um on the grill and like fry it all up. It's like, it's crazy, bro. That's just like that weird kid in middle school that grew up. <laughs> that would like put his milk in the corn and shit. And you're like, bro, what are you doing? But you know how like there's like a whole 
there's like a whole community now of like you just see a whole bunch of gross treats like people will put like cheeseburgers on pizzas with nachos and like yeah. put it in the front you know in the oven and it's like what is that it's the end of civilization <laughs> the end of civilization it it's kind of like um like commodus he had the 600 whores to a certain point we just eat everything and it's like fuck it just put it all together <laughs> i mean yeah it's just ancient hunter biden <laughs> hey that's kind of like, like commodus when you think about it too like he's just the guy's son just always privileged look what he's up to this was this was this was bc before computers before computers bro <laughs> you didn't have the laptop the commodus laptop <laughs> you think he had like a tablet like a literal tablet <laughs> where he just had like everything like scratched in all his escapades like 400 whores yeah engraved on some like today i got my dick sucked from every (laughs) angle you know like if they found it they're like oh my god hieroglyphics is the (laughs) fucking eggplant emoji eggplant emoji (laughs) yo it's crazy man i I was talking to my boy the other day like just about the concept that no matter what time period we're talking about like the means were different but the ideas were the same people thought the same thing you know what i mean like emotions were the same emotions don't really change you know what i mean Oh, it's crazy, bro. I got, long story short, I got stuck in a mall in France with, like, credit cards denying because, like, I forgot to let them know I was going overseas. So I was just, like, Mm. sitting on a bench in a mall in France and just watching people interact with their kids. And I'm like, it's all the same, dude. They're just slapping their kid with, like, you know, (laughs) a a different accent. (laughs) We! And you're like, it's the same shit, dude. Yeah, this kid's fucking up. The kid that the kid that runs in the mall falls, starts crying. It's the same. It's just the same. We're all human. Yep, yep. But they just have a dumb accent. I always found it funny, like certain people, and it's it's usually people that don't travel as much mm-hmm. that love to romanticize a location, like like if like you said, like if the people were different there or something like that. Right. And it's like, although to us, I feel like to a certain aspect, people are a little different places. But just from the point of view of like some places, they'll be a little nicer. When you go to like a more busy city, people are a little more rude because they're just kind of just, yeah, they're a little more just trying to do their thing type thing. They see tourists as like, get out of my way, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm not here on vacation. Yep. You know what I mean? This is my livelihood. Yeah, man. I lived in Pennsylvania for like three months. I came right back, bro, because when I was out there, it was just, it made me miserable, so I understood why they were miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I went out there in the in the middle of the winter. You know, there was a blizzard. You got to wake up like mad hours before to like get somewhere because there's like snow everywhere, and you got to like yeah, defrost nah. the car and stuff. Check, please. Yo, imagine you're getting up to start your day, and before you even accomplished anything, it's been like three or four hours of you doing work. Oh yeah, your morning dig your car out dig your car out slow drive you know all that stuff it just and then three four hours later then it's like oh now i'm at work and i have to work a whole shift <laughs> to then do the same thing on my way back home like and then find parking crazy man it's nah man i don't, I don't shout out to the people that live up north because nah man yeah bro i lived it for like three years as a kid the snow is fantastic yeah but i was like Every time it snowed, I'd see like my dad like getting mad, and I'm like, "It's a wonderful time of the year." And he's like, "Yeah, I gotta shovel this shit. Yep. I gotta fucking do this." 
you know, it was like always like a pain in the ass. And I'm throwing snowballs, building snowmen, you know? It's funny, man, because when weird. me and my brother, um, when we moved up there, the first time we saw snow was up there. And um, we're originally from Puerto Rico. Like, I was born in Puerto Rico, so I'm definitely not like a cold guy at all. No, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, like. You're an when, island boy. Yeah, facts. <laughs> when that first snow hit, it was the middle of the night, too. We ran out. Like, oh, man, this is crazy. The snow, whatever. He made a snowball and threw it at me. That shit hurt. I was so pissed. It's probably just it, more ice than Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it was basically like he just made an ice ice cube and just threw it at my face. That's you know a Puerto I mean? Rican snowball. That's a Puerto Rican <laughs> snowball. That, that's how you know we was rookies. You know what I mean? Like we over here putting yeah, the ice yeah. together. Throwing you're throwing, you're throwing fucking first degree misdemeanors. <laughs> Assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, those are the window breakers right there. Though. That's like a golf ball coming at you. Yeah, bro. You got to get the powdery stuff. Yeah, I, I know. Now, now that you mentioned that, um, we went to Colorado on 420 um, a couple years in a row. But the first time that we went, it just happened to snow that time. Like, And the people that lived, like all the Uber drivers and everything were telling us, like, oh, it's rare that it snows this late in the year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But um, it snowed or, like close to like one of the top of the mountains. We're high as fuck, dog. It starts snowing, like, and like the clouds are underneath us. It's snowing on a mountain. The sun's peaking. I'm doing a fucking snow angel. You know, it's 420, dog. It was like, I felt like I was on top of the world that day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially bro. not seeing, that was my first time seeing like mountains like that. That's you beautiful. know what I mean? Like, I had seen mountains before, but not like, you know, a mile up type stuff. And you know why you really enjoyed it? Because you didn't have to drive down the mountain to go to work exactly otherwise you'd be like fuck yeah yeah but yeah you're doing snow angels yep not clocking in yeah i can't man it's different when it's like an inconvenience because snow can be an inconvenience yeah but if you're like i mean i lived in in uh long beach new york and one of my favorite things was we had like a deck like a patio and we would just put the beer and like all our stuff just in the snow it was like just like an outdoor cooler so we go out there, no, that's grab some, and it was just like a vibe. I used to see people up there that would have like a jacuzzi built into the ground, like in their yard or in their backyard, and they would just be out there when it was snowing. Yeah, it's gangster. I saw that a lot in um, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because you're like sitting in 100 degree water. And you'll and see them like melting around you. You'll see them get out, like walking with the swimsuit on, you know, because their body's still hot and everything. Yeah. It's like a crazy snow, you know what I mean? That's a vibe. Yeah. But yeah, man, um oh, yeah. when when I came across you, um, it was like seeing all that Florida man stuff. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. those different things. And then I went and seen you. Um, you were on a lineup with Jari, and it was funny as hell. And um I, I kind of wanted to ask you like when you started doing comedy and also like what kind of led to you um kind of catching a vibe with like the Florida man stuff and the the um the interviews you was doing as the Florida man oh, type yeah, thing. Yeah. So getting into stand-up. Um, I just kind of ended up being a loser in California. I ended up out there like doing a sales gig and, uh, it like fell apart the office. So I was like living with like a coworker I barely knew. And, uh, he went home on Thanksgiving. I didn't have the money for like a ticket to go back to Florida. So I'm just like out there in California. Just like, I was fat. Bro, I was like eating like a ham sandwich on Thanksgiving, just and I was watching like every special, like anything to just like make me laugh. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was just like down bad. Yeah, yeah. I so I was that. like, I'll I'll watch, uh, you know, pretty much every comedy thing I can find, listen to anything, podcast, and then I was like, I really think I could do this. Like I don't know, like 
I'll, I could figure it out. Like I knew it was like a bold statement of being like having no experience and being like, oh, I could do that. Cause that's just like what everybody says. But everybody that I was listening to would say like, move to New York city. That's where you got to start because it's the most stage time. So like for the next two years, I had my wallpaper on my phone of the club stand up New York. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to perform there. And like, just after two years, I just like ended up in New York city. Just Were like, you doing um, comedy in those two years or oh, no? Bro. I just like, I'm going to start in New York city. Mm. Cause uh, you ever read. Um, Probably not. I don't the 33 read. strategies of war. No. So there's this thing called death ground where generals would literally put their troops up against mountains to where they couldn't retreat because when your back's like against the wall you fight twice as hard Mm. so they'd win more battles yeah putting them in shitty situations so there's like a thing to that so i knew if i just like trapped myself in new york city i'd have no other yeah sink or steward yeah i'm like i'll either make it or just be like the funniest homeless person (laughs) you know and i had like 400 dollars in a saturn ion 2003 and just mobbed up there. I remember driving through New York City the first night, just being like, "What? What did I do?" You drove from? Um... I drove from Ohio. Oh, okay. So okay. I was selling alarms in Ohio, door to door, because that's like door to door sales is what I've always done. So I was in Ohio on a blitz. That's what they call it. And um, I was just in a neighborhood, and I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm closer than I ever will be to New York City." I'm like four hours. I think it was like four or seven hours, something like that. And I left at like three a.m just fucking dipped on the on the company and uh yeah i had a hotel in new york for two weeks and i just like figured it out bro but it was nuts and i had the time of my life dude taking that risk like some of the best years of my life bro like the first two years in new york city just not knowing what the hell to do i could imagine man new york is one of those places that literally looks like how it looks in the movies when you go out there like it's like mad like like it's impressive you know what i mean you can't the first smell time the movies it. but <laughs> the smell is the 4d the 4d really real. changes everything <laughs> but no nah, there's nothing like new york city man it'll forever have a place uh in my heart that's where i got good at comedy because i feel like you ever every- see yourself going back there oh for sure yeah. dude i still have like really good friends there that are like like shout out nick Talelli. um he's got past at a few clubs now so it's like that's the dream is like it's one thing to be a new york stand-up comedian but to like be living off comedy in your city especially in new york that's like an accolade man yeah like everybody wants to be a new york comedian you know at least coming up yeah so so what what's the um what's the aspect of new york comedy that's different than the aspect of like orlando comedy well i think it's just stage time man and uh orlando's about to change for the better 2024 i know that for a fact uh it's just the lack of venues bro and there's no scene there was no there's a scene now but there was no like there's no other big names orlando's kind of a ghost town as far as stand up or like i feel like a lot of live performance but i feel like a lot of talented people come out of florida it's just they always feel like they have to leave the state and i was the same way bro like i never started in florida yeah but i knew it has a scene and i um and it's growing and so i think the difference man is you can go on stage 8 times a night if you want to in new york you might have to pay a couple five dollars for five minutes spots like pay to play yeah 
But if you really want that stage time, I mean, you could you can get an hour of stage time over like eight to ten spots in New York City at night, and they're all right there. You walk, take the Uber, take the subway. Yeah, and it's just like a, it's every night just like it's a movie, bro. You know, but it really is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the difference, bro. It's just like the raw going down into basements to tell jokes, going into like a fire hazard situation to sling a dick joke it's like (laughs) oh man it's all worth it it is i have this like little theory where it's like i mean it's not like an exclusive theory but i always feel like you got to pay the cost no matter what you know what i mean like some people pay like literally pay the cost by going to school you know what i mean where they're putting themselves in a hundred thousand dollars of debt to say this is what's gonna pay my bills and this is how i'm gonna go forward some people do it you know go to the army and they're literally you know boot camp and away from their family and they're doing the sacrifice that way you know what i mean but everybody always has to i don't want to say take that l but it's like it's sweat equity exactly like you're not you're not gonna ever jump in a situation and be like good like well off you know what i mean and i feel like that's the part that be the barrier for a lot of people where they just don't understand that it's like you're always going to have to be the corny one. You're always going to have to figure it out. The, you know, the, whatever you're trying to do, it's not always going to land. And that reality is, I feel like, what holds a lot of people back. You know what I mean? Oh, it's held me back, man. Like, um, up until, I would say, probably, like, eight months ago, is uh, just being, like, I don't give a fuck in the sense of, like, yeah. Even if the next 40 podcast episodes suck, I'm still going to do them mm-hmm. because it's just you get better every time or you or you come up with a thought or an idea yeah. that leads to something better. But just be just being messy with it, man. Like I always thought everything having to be perfect. It just delays your your greatness, so to speak, because mm-hmm. you're just you're holding yourself back at that point. And then um, kind of like going off of what you're saying. When you're doing creative stuff, your quote unquote resume is like the things you've done. You know what I mean? And like a lot of creative people don't understand that you never doing anything, it closes doors for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because people aren't going to reach out because they see that you're not working. Right. You know what I mean? And, and if people see that you're not working, why would they put work your way? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like a, a concept that people kind of don't understand. Like you you got to you got to create some movement for people exactly. to want to move with you. You know what I mean? It goes back to that thing of uh, if you're just sitting in your car with the flashers on and you're like, oh, man, you know, I wish someone was here to help me push my car. But if people see you pushing your car, mm, yep. they'll pull over and just help you push a stranger's car to the gas station. Facts. That's a perfect a complete analogy. stranger, bro. And it's the same thing. Like I'm a I'm 125 episodes or whatever deep into the podcast and i'm like not being patient with it. i'm like dude you've only been doing it two years it's it's a complete reset it's just like stand-up like i'm seven seven to eight years into stand-up but i'm only two years into podcasting so it's not going to be as good as the stand-up because it's a completely different format mm-hmm. but just building that catalog right now like even on youtube i have 200 124 more episodes or more pieces of content on youtube that people are finding as I'm sleeping. So it's like having that catalog and people want to see the progression, man. 
Facts. Go back and listen to your favorite podcast or your favorite artist, like first couple songs. You're gonna be like, ooh, yep. no wonder they didn't blow up at that time. Mm-hmm. That that'd be the thing too, man. And um, you know, I feel like we've all been guilty of it. It's like sometimes you get a little restless and kind of feel like, dang, why am I not getting my opportunity? It's like you're not there yet. You know what I mean? And that's a hard reality for people, yeah. you know, just to really understand. Like, yeah, you're getting better and and you're figuring it out. But you're not there yet. You haven't, like you said, that sweat equity is not there. I've had that conversation with myself a lot too. Is like, yeah, you're good, but you're not great. You're not. You know, there's so many comedians out there. Why would why would they pay to watch your act? And if you have that like honest conversation, mm-hmm. not only do you like really get in the books and like start writing or like just being. It makes you be more creative, like forcefully. I can't explain it. Yeah, but you almost will your way into like bettering yourself. Yeah, that you you were like the second or third person that's told me that recently. So I definitely got to do it. I'm gonna get a nice little notebook and start doing that. Do it, bro. But um, that that kind of makes me think also of like a concept that I always argue with is like you know you always see these things on Instagram and stuff. People are saying like oh, support your friends, like you support these celebrities, whatever, whatever. Right. But it's like, I look at it the other way, like, bro, the people around you never signed up to be a fan of your type of content. You know what I mean? Wow, like, yeah. just because they mess with you, like, why you, people don't think like, maybe these people don't consume this kind of content, period. You know what I mean? Like for us to think that the people around us have to support just because we decided to do something is kind of like, to me, is like kind of naive and also, like, you got to find your people. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to my boy, Freddie. He um, helps me a lot with, like, the music uh, marketing and promotion and stuff. And he's the one that really put that in my brain. Like, you got to find the fans of your music. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't so don't true, try bro. to make people around you. Like, you already, everybody that messes like that, that is around you, they've already decided if they're going to listen to your music or not. Bro, Go like, look for other people. You're being the, the kid that has to sell chocolate bars to go on the field trip mm-hmm. and you're just hitting up everybody you know like you want to buy some chocolate and they're exactly. like nah dog i don't even eat chocolate that's your podcast that's your music that's mm-hmm. your stand-up so yeah i get that bro and it's also like people are so people that aren't in the entertainment industry they don't understand like the lifestyle or how you have to operate in order to achieve the level of success you want in that particular industry and seeing that is like, I got to be less like, I don't know. People ask me the same comedy question over and over and over again, just like every day or anytime I meet someone new, it's like, so, you know, how do you come up with your skits? Yeah. Do you know what you're going to say when you go on stage? And it's, it's copy and paste yeah. for everybody. But I got to be more like, I got to just be more understanding of that. Of like, yeah, it's got to be weird. Because mm-hmm. this is a weird ass thing that I do. Yep. Sometimes and it's I, like those yeah. people that have never even stepped in a comedy club or never have like even put themselves out there for anything. They'll ask you because a lot of times they're impressed by it. You know what I mean? It's something, right. especially with comedy, man. Like it's something everybody always says, but comedy is super brave, bro. Like you standing up in a room full of strangers, like trying to, because it's not, to me, it's not just jokes. Like you're trying to relate through the joke. You know, I say like as at least that's how I feel like whenever you're you're listening to comedy. Because if it was just somebody just straight trying to be funny, you know, 
I don't I don't feel like it would be the same thing as somebody really telling a story and making it right. funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you when you asked me before earlier before we recorded was like, what's your 2024 goals? And I think one of them is also to like take time to tell a story and not just have these jokey jokes or like funny thoughts, but actually like be more vulnerable on stage and, and like I guess share more a piece of like who I am yeah. and just like that makes me think about um that show that you were at too um the the comedy competition that Jari put on remember the guy that got towards the end of the competition he was just saying he ran out of um he ran out of material two rounds ago and was yeah. talking about how he just started doing comedy he didn't have enough material for this but people thought it was funny because he was just saying some real stuff and then he went on to talk about his life mm-hmm. and like his wife and stuff and it was just like naturally relatable and funny and that's what won that round for him because it's just people want the real now bro Mm -hmm. people are people see right through the fake shit now yeah people are way too smart and also way too dumb that's why that's why i feel like the the reps are so good like you're saying like going like for you it's going to different clubs and working on material and stuff for me it's being locked in the studio it's like you're you're just trying to be honest but you're refining your skill to to do your honesty in a way more clever way than a normal person would. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, being honest is easy. But being honest in a way that you can captivate an audience, being honest in a way that you can make people laugh and think about what you said and relate it to their lives and stuff, like, that's a different thing. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And going back to why you do it in the first place, you know, like... I got into stand-up because I was, like, alone and, like, fucking sad and shit. And uh, I'm like, oh, I want to I wanna be I wanna be adding to the content of somebody else who needs, like, a laugh. Mm-hmm. Or someone who's, like, on the way to work of a job that they hate. But they got that, they got that 6 a.m. laugh on the way to work because it's, like, something I wrote or said. Like, once you go back to, like wanting to have fun with it yeah changes everything bro facts that that, and even like for example like with me with the music there was like a time period where i was just like even up until very recently that my i was just trying to make the best music i could but like that was literally my mentality i wasn't like we're saying i wasn't trying to tell a story with it i wasn't trying to think okay what vibe do i want to give this i was just like yo i want to make the best music i can you're just trying to make bangers exactly and then i realized it's like I can't just try to make the best music I can. I got to figure out what what's going to be the message with these things. Like, what what are the topics? Like, what's what's going to be the twists and turns in the song? Like, you, know, you got to figure out the bones of it first. You know what I mean? You got to touch just, their soul. Exactly, exactly. And they'll feel it too. Like, some of the best albums, you're just like, you can feel that that person really took their time. And like made something masterful. So so check this out. I want to get your opinion on this because in music, they always say that after somebody drops their first album, it's only downhill from there because their first album is kind of like their whole life. Well, it's that yeah, the sophomore jinx is yep. what they call it. So do you think that that kind of um principle translates to comedy? Because I feel like comedy is much less like common that somebody like their first special is like their greatest special. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it'll be like the second or third. You know what I mean? A lot of. I mean, for some 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 people only have one special. You know, um, 
but I think it's the same way. I think I think the more money you make in comedy, the less funny you get. It's harder. Um, because after a show, when you get on a private jet, I feel like you you know. Mm-hmm. I hope I never mail it in. But yeah, I think I think the more comfortable you get, the less there, uh, the less of your edge is there. Do Do you think certain people like I always think like Kanye comes to mind? Like, do you ever think some artists kind of subconsciously torture themselves to not sacrifice their art? Because I've always kind of felt like there's certain people that they'll just get to such a comfortable place that they just create chaos themselves because they just kind of like that feeling of the friction. You know what I mean? I think a lot of it goes goes to self-sabotage. You know, like some people are some people are scared of success. And so they'll purposely sidetrack themselves or ruin themselves. Because once you go into that, that's a different People take people don't like change, even if it's for like positive change. And I've been a victim of that too. Of like, I've turned down certain business opportunities to not get pulled out of the the comedy world. Yeah. And sometimes you sit there broke, or like you get paid thirty bucks for a show, and you're like, "Damn, dog, I should have did the the mm-hmm. financial opportunity." But then you have those guys that are in that looking at. And looking at what you're doing, and they're like, "Man, it's so cool that you're like following what you want to do," because like the money is only a, a piece of it. Yeah, money's you a know? funny thing, man. Like, I I was when I was like in high school, there was like a little time period where I was homeless. Like, it wasn't that long, but like it was like something that I always always put it in perspective for me, like how unimportant money is. You know what I mean? Because when you hit that rock bottom, it's like you kind of really see that like if you 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 go up you go down you know what i'm saying like you just got to live your life no matter what's going on and you can always find a way to navigate you know what i mean and a lot, i feel yeah. like a lot of people kind of lead with their money situation instead of saying okay i know i need to do certain th- you know i need you know you need to make changes to get out of it let's let's change up this routine you know what i mean right instead of just focusing every day oh i don't got money you know it's kind of like what you were saying earlier like you fell down and out and you came up with a plan, you put it in action and it propelled you to a better situation. Right. If you were just kind of sitting around like, dang, I'm broke. Like this sucks. You know what I mean? Like you, you gotta just still keep be going, same. bro. You gotta keep going, man. Like there's a beauty in in the struggle and rock bottom, dude. Like when you have nowhere to go but up, that's that can be so powerful. You know? I remember my car was out for repo. And like every time I hear hear like a tow truck or like a beep, I'd run outside. Yeah, mm. and it was like it would be like an Amazon, like backing out of the neighborhood. And I'm like, all right, cool. I remember like I got my car towed, and then every time I heard a beep, I'd freak out. But then I'm like, nah, I already got my car towed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing that could happen has happened, but now it's like, all right, let's get another car. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you got to just keep going, bro. Like, people are scared to. Like they say like 40 grand kills a lot of dreams. Mm. Damn, people are scared ooh, to I never heard that. That's crazy. People are scared to just have their like back up against the wall, bro. Or like I don't, the new thing now is like, oh, if I leave, I won't have health insurance or dental insurance. And it's like, bro, you're gonna give up your dreams for dental insurance. Damn, bro, that's crazy that you put it that way because it's really like you, it's such a low amount of money to just like 
crush your soul. You know what I'm saying? Like just to agree to just be a little robot. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, going to take this money and just be unhappy. Like, cause there's no, my thing, bro, is like, there's no way anybody could tell me that the present set a situation, like the, the present situation that we're all in with this working and all this shit, ain't nobody happy doing it, bro. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody wants to go to work like that. You Hell know what I'm saying? No, everybody wants to, I feel like everybody does want to, to accomplish something in their day and feel like they did something, mm -hmm. but everybody don't want to be going to work, dog. So it's like, like you said, man, so many people just agree to just be a part of that situation and have, you know, somebody they don't respect telling them what to do. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's just kind of crazy to me, man. Like I always, it always kind of blows my mind that people don't realize how much in control they are of their own life. You know what I mean? Like it's your life. You're the one making the decisions. You're the one choosing the path. You choose how people treat you. You choose how you treat people. And for you to just maneuver yourself into like a corner, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's your avatar, dude. Like when you start looking at it as like, you're just in this thing. Like you can really go and get it. Mm hmm. Like you really can, but I feel like we're in it to 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 do it the best that we can. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I said, bro. It'd be, it'd be wild to me think about people just not even thinking outside of their day to day problems. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's really it's really consuming. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of distractions now, man. And you have to avoid that at all costs. You know, you have your People think because they have a nine to five, they can't do anything else, bro. But you can have a, you come home, you have a six to nine. Take that hour break, shower, whatever you got to do, and then work from six to nine on your side business, your hustle, your art. And then you have, now you have, now you have three, say you do that Monday through Friday, you put 15 hours into your craft or your side business. Do that for two years. Now you don't have the nine to five. Now you can spend all the time on your craft. Like that's the dream, bro, is, to, to to give the peace sign yeah but now you have to work twice as hard mm -hmm. but it's something that you give a shit about exactly that's the difference bro like i'll put 80 hours a week into comedy if i could you know mm -hmm. because that it is work but like the editing and all that it's for like the ultimate purpose yeah and then eventually you can have you can have a team you can hire a camera guy you can hire a an editor but you need like i feel like that's where i'm at dude is like i kind of need a, a a unit yeah and it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, if you don't create that motion, nobody's going to want to help you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't want to, most of the time, people don't want to get you off the ground. They want to help you elevate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's exactly what you said about pushing the car. Like, you got to push the car yourself if you want anybody to help you. You know, Like, yeah, not many people go zero to 60 with you, but like 60 to 100, mm -hmm. they'll like haul out. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it. Like, let's go. Yep. Cause, but but everybody, you, that's the thing. Like you have to bring something to the table. Exactly. I always feel like it. it kind of like I said earlier. Like you got to look at it from their point of view. Like if they're gonna sacrifice their time, if they're gonna sacrifice what they're doing, like their comfort, you gotta be you gotta be doing something that they gotta feel like is really something worth being around. And you also, I mean? like this is the thing that people don't realize is if you're on if you're affiliated with somebody or or they're affiliated with you is you're a representation of them so if you're like you know if you're like sloppy not showered out of shape 
like no one's gonna want you in their crew yeah. regardless of oh you're funny or you're talented it's like you got to come correct yep. like you have to have everybody has to be on point exactly that's what you it know? is you got to be on point and that's that's the hard part for a lot of people just because of the work that comes along with it you know yeah. what i mean i always think about this thing andre 3000 said on the rick rubin podcast a long time ago um it was like not a long time ago it was probably like four four or five years ago by now but he was basically just talking about with making music he always kind of understood that like the repetition and the work that you're putting into it into the craft is what gets you to the next level just even from the aspect of you recording and, and practicing that builds up the strength in those facial muscles you know what i mean then you're you're those muscles are stronger and then you could do other vocal things that you couldn't do before you could last a little you know you have a I little more breath that. you know exactly and it's like yeah. when he said that it was like dang like it makes sense like you're literally by working you're literally learning you're getting better you're seeing what not to do because i feel like that's like a another big thing for people they don't recognize the value of like doing something wrong because it at least tells you i'm not going to do it that way and you're all you're eliminating it off the bat you know what i mean you're never going to go down that road again because you already know that's not for me that don't work it didn't it's you know what i'm saying for whatever reason nah so whenever that comes up again you're already just pushing it off to the side because it's like yeah that's not for me it don't work yeah if it doesn't work it's not for you yeah get rid of it facts in any aspect yeah it's it's a great point bro that's I think that's why I fall in love with comedy so much is because it's just you get the instant gratification of like, hey, that thing that you wrote didn't get a laugh. Yeah. So now you can go home. You can be like, damn, I suck. Or you can rewrite it. And it's crazy how like you switch one word or one sentence and now it's like it hits. Yeah. Everybody's clapping and you're like, wow, it's just a it. it's you got to know what's funny, but it's also a puzzle. Yeah. And the figuring out the formula. And I think that, you know, with music and everything, everything has like a little formula to it. Yep. And it's just constantly playing with that, the process of it. Yep. Patience. And then speaking slow. That's the thing that I've been working on is like, just take your time. Yeah. When you take your time, people see like, okay, he's, he's like in the pocket. Like, yeah. You know, people, people can read you like, like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that is definitely a good point. Like when people recognize that you're like seasoned, you know what I mean? They they kind of perk up a little bit because they know they're about to hear some shit as opposed to like, you know, feeling the amateur vibe. Yeah, the body language, man. Mm -hmm. Psychology. That's the one thing I wish that I, you know, if I did go to college, I would just take like a year of psychology. Just even if it was like the basics. Yeah. Because like I've been in sales for a long time and it's just, I'm just so fascinated, bro, about like the human mind. Yeah. Thinks of stuff. Yo, so, um, speaking about like stuff that works, the the way you kind of came across my radar before I seen you at um the show that you were you and Jari were on was the Florida man stuff that you were doing. You, would you say that that's like directly tied to like where you grew up or in a way, yeah. So I moved to Bradenton when I was young and it was just like cows and you could smell you know, if it was a windy day, you could smell the cow shit, like on that kind of level. Yeah. Well, like we moved there when I was like eleven, and uh, it was like a culture shock because I had grew up in like DC area. Okay. So yeah, I would just I would make fun of like you know I was the only one in school that wasn't wearing a camo jacket. I didn't go hunting. Yeah. You know I didn't have a big truck. Never like, 
was into that now i think it's like hilarious but <laughs> yeah i was in la man and i i uh i ordered the florida man hat it was like the it's a camo hat with a mullet attached to it okay and i was gonna go to rodeo drive call it rodeo drive because that's just what it yeah, is. yeah yeah and i was gonna like ask where like the gun shop or the, the pawn shop or the bass pro to like a bunch of rich people or like a bunch of you know persian yeah yeah people and shit and uh just cause a scene you know what i mean down there and uh pandemic happened so now i just have like this mullet thing <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna do the florida man and and my friends were telling me out there they're like florida man is like that's the character bro like that's the way out and i'm just like whatever it's a fucking mullet hat but then yeah like i would just play around with it and i started making sketches and then like i put a few tiktoks out and they got like couple million views and stuff and i'm like all right there's something here and then i ended up just i was applying for jobs and i was doing a bunch of interviews but no one was hiring at the end of the day no one was hiring me for some reason it was like a front like everyone's hiring urgently but not hiring anybody yeah and so i'm like well if i'm gonna be doing five zoom interviews a day and not getting hired i might as well just troll <laughs> so i put the florida man hat on and just kind of like made a Whatever job I was applying for, I'd make like some weird backstory. And yeah, yeah. A lot of it was off the top of my head because I didn't know what they were going to say. So I'd play off of them. And it was like, <laughs> it's just fun, dude. And I might I might do a bunch more. That's all people want from me now. Yo, it's funny because um, <laughs> it's funny you saying that. It made me think about it. Like all the times that I've gone to California, they like know right away you're from Florida. Like they hear it in your voice. They For some reason, they know it from your outfits. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that they that they were saying out there too is like that we wear a lot of shorts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I guess out there they don't really wear shorts like that. Well, they wear jeans and flip flops, and it's like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. They don't they don't pick a lane. They'll have like a <laughs> beanie and like a tank top. I will say this though about <laughs> California, man. Like you remember when you would watch like because you grew up in Florida too. So remember you would watch like a Disney show or whatever when you was young. And the kid is like at the beach in a hoodie. And you was like, what the fuck is he doing wearing a hoodie at <laughs> yeah, the beach? Yeah, he like got to be hot as fuck. Because you're just thinking about Florida. Right. You know what I mean? But then you go out to um, California and you see like what it's like out west. Like, Yo, that weather is just like if you've never been out there and you've never experienced it, that weather is perfect. Like you understand why it's expensive to live out there. Southern California is the probably the best climate on earth right like 68 and just like sunny so it's like cold but sunny you can't even explain it yo it, it everything's room temp we we shot a video one time in la and after the video was done i caught a tan but i never sweated yeah it was like it's a great way i thought it. about it and i'm like i'm looking in the mirror i'm like dang i got mad tan that's but, a bar bro yo it's crazy it's crazy. You out here, you step outside and you're instantly baking, bro. It's like the worst. I don't even like getting dressed in the summer. You know what I mean? Because like you don't even feel clean. Like you can, we wear a nice outfit and you're sweating immediately when you walk outside. Pit stains and shit. Dog, it's the worst. It's the worst. I think I think that's a big reason why like the um, like people going out like discourages people. You know what I mean? Cause it does for me, in bro. Swamp now, brother. If it's hitting, if that sun is hitting, bro, I'm home. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be out there. 107. So and that humidity, man. Like you ever seen that picture of the um, 
of the parking at uh, the Orlando airport. No, the, ton the, the pickup. It's like a picture of the pickup at the Orlando airport. And then the, the caption is, I could feel this photo. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because whenever you come from another place. Those doors open. Oh, my gosh, bro. It feels like in the, you know, in the, Thank in the you movies. For visiting the Orlando airport. Those doors open, <laughs> yeah. bro. You just feel like you open the oven door. Yo, for real. feels like, the, like the movies where they're like in outer space and somebody opens the door. <laughs> that, that, you know what I mean? That like yeah. destroys the atmospheric pressure no, 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 or something no, no, like that. No, no. <laughs> Exactly. One guy burns alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly bro. what that was. Oh my gosh, that I, I, it's it's the worst, man. It's the worst. It's fucking faint waiting on an Uber. <laughs> yeah, facts. But yeah, man. Um, I love Florida though. Man. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I've been to um a lot of different places, and I feel like Florida. I mean, everybody says everything they want about Florida, but at the end of the day. We just do whatever we want to do, dog. Like, you, you, it doesn't get any better than that, man. A lot of people talking shit on Florida. A lot of people moving to Florida. Facts. A lot of people vacation. Hey, we see those Instagram photos. All right? Talking shit about Florida, bro. And then on a jet ski <laughs> yeah, in Miami. Next week, All right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think they it's just not that bad, is it? Low key hating, you know what I mean? Hating, bro. Take your ass back Especially to Connecticut. Especially like we were talking about in the beginning with the people up north. Ain't no way you, you know that you're pissed that you have to deal with that cold. Like, oh, for ain't sure. Ain't no way anybody up there is just happy about it. Oh, man. I'm in the pool on Christmas Day. What are you doing? Facts. Trying to dig your grandma out of the avalanche. <laughs> 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 Drinking vodka just so you can listen to your uncle. Oh, man. Yo, so um, what do you got coming up as far as like uh, shows, Um, any projects that you got going oh, on? Man. So I got to get with you offline. Uh, yes, sir. Talking about filming the special. Yes, sir. I got the name for it. I don't know if I want to drop it yet. I don't want anyone to take it. It might be. It's too. The title's too cold. It's too cold. You know no, no, I mean? no. You might have to give it to me off air. Off then. air, yeah. Uh. As soon as it goes off, I'll let you know. But yeah, uh, I would love for you to shoot the special, man, or or something. Yeah, man. I'm working. Um, I, I mean, I've been working with it for years. Shout out my boy Freddie. I always shout him out on my podcast. And shout out my boy Johnny too. He's a super dope videographer. And um. I've just been trying to like, kind of like you were saying, man, like trying to get a nice little team together so we can like, I feel like there's so many dope people out here that just need a, a little help. Like we all do, you know what I'm saying? Like we all need like a little hand to spread the word a little more, to elevate what we all doing, you know bro, what I mean? You gotta, everybody has to come together, man. Exactly. It's got to be full Justice League mm -hmm. 2024, bro. Yeah, we man. need Aquaman and Superman. For real. Every time you hear any story about anybody coming up, bro, they always had those one, two, three people that were locked in with them that they all cultivated it together and everybody, everybody ate off of it, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%, bro. You, you need... It's also your graduating class. Like, if you notice, like... A lot of, you know, I hate to say the word, but like celebrities will come out at the same time. Yeah. It'll be like the same eight people pop within a year of each other. And it's like, oh, like they probably went to school together or, and a lot of them, a lot of the actors did go to the same like Santa mm -hmm. Monica high school, but just with anything is yeah. like, you're here, you know, in this part of Florida, I'm, I'm a little bit further away, but it's like, yeah, if we all meet downtown or we all, you know, I come out here and I do an episode with you mm -hmm. every now and then it's like, everybody's got to rise together yeah and that's the thing like if i'm a if i'm a fan of you you're a fan of me like the people that like our shit are gonna like each other's just off mm -hmm. 
principle, bro. Because like anyone I meet that's friends with Jari, I'm like instantly. You know what I mean? It's just that's the immediate vibe. Is like yeah, yeah. A friend of a a friend of Jari is a friend of mine. Yeah, facts. You know, so it's uh, it's just cool. Man. I don't know why I imagined you saying that with like a pint in like an old Irish club. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, this, like bro. <laughs> Like oh my god oh my boy. yeah no, say what you want bro that might be the worst time to live in history medieval bro. times but just to shake someone's hand like that would be worth it dog it's so funny like me and my wife was talking about that the other day because i'm like i was saying the same exact thing i'm like bro this time is terrible bro like people you always got to worry about somebody trying to take over your village you know what I mean? Like you got a, a king that like he just whatever whatever vibe he's feeling that day is however he's gonna do things. It might pop off, bro. yo. It crazy like, and then it's Someone like Someone might come to your castle, bro, four thousand deep. Then you got that like noble class that like you cannot look at them sideways at all, bro. Right, right. Because it's like, bro, like a cop pulls you over, you could kind of get away with saying some slick shit. You know what I mean? Like you could be pissed off about it. But back in the day, bro, a night going by, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, look at him and say, oh, he puppy cock. He's taking your head off, bro. Like, you're not just surviving dis- that They one. just discarded you. Back yeah, then, facts. Like, you, you heard about, like, how they used to, like, quarter people? Oh, yeah, bro. Dog, it's, yo, Slicing for, for people dice. that don't know, quartering is literally what it sounds like. They cut your body in quarters. Oh, they break you down like a QP. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, bro crazy like who, who just thought about that like no nah, bro you people were like i have a whole thing about this like people were like oh it's a scary time now and i'm like bro back then you would just like oh i'm gonna go take a piss and like as you're peeing you're just you're like ah! <laughs> and then you go back over the hill and they're like all your family's like on a stick yeah bro and you're like damn bro Yo, it's funny because I, I had a similar thing uh about like like the world war ii times you know what i mean uh-huh. like people like exactly what you said like people now be like oh man i hate for kids to grow up now i'm like bro imagine you were a kid when they was just like drafting people like nah you going to war and people was just dying left and right it was like a famine because that you know there was no money like in the country yeah and it's like bro. little kids are going to work at factories and stuff it's like come on man yeah you you upset me. What's going on right bro, now? They we all have, chilling. They would have kids back then just to have extra, just to extra have help. income. Just to have help, bro. Yeah, like, oh, we got Timmy in the coal mine. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. It's his like, first day in the mine, he's four. They're just literally having kids just like salivating, waiting for him to be able to do some work, bro. I think we should put these Fortnite kids in the coal mines, bro. Yo, you think they'll just you be know? doing the little dance? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit but no i definitely agree like i don't i don't think that we're in like that crazy times like everybody's just saying crazy shit you know what i mean like like look here's the thing bro people 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 say we live in a scary time as if they're on the gaza strip you know that's a scary time like let's be real yeah facts we're chilling here dog okay yeah we got a lot of shit we need to work on i got that but i don't have to worry about getting hit with a fucking missile facts you know it's all about that perspective man like like and even like you know so many people comment on like different situations and stuff and it's like bro at the end of the day you're chilling so your opinion i almost feel like your their opinion is not even valid because it's like you're not even there you don't understand what's going on you're you're not living it you're not seeing anything firsthand you're not talking to people that are experiencing it like it's like 
you know, everybody obviously can have their opinion, but at the end of the day, like, we don't understand that. You know what I mean? Like, we we literally yeah. have no clue. Like, you saw a clip on Instagram, and you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. It's a dark time. Mm-hmm. Then you go get a salad at fucking <laughs> Olive Garden. Yeah. Nah, man, that's exactly how it'd be. But yeah, man, um, it was dope having you on for sure. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, like you said, man, we're definitely gonna get in some more, some more content, some more stuff. Um, this year, you know, we've been talking about on the podcast. Like, it's me, my boy Joe, my boy Quincy, and we've all just been talking about, you know, taking everything to the next level, just from the point of view of, um, really, really like locking in with like the community really locking in with people as far as like just spreading the word and just, you know, putting account content out there in a more physical way. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, it's kind of like we were talking about with the pandemic and stuff, everything kind of went digital. It was all content and everything, but it's like, I feel like now, like people want that real people want to see you in the flesh, man. Exactly. You know, it's a, uh, it's a different experience. Like, you know, people see comedy, clips online and like oh that guy's not funny and it's like i bet if you went to see him live you'd be peeing yourself the same joke it'd be the same joke you see on a tiktok if you was there and caught the vibe it's the energy bro Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to consume live art through a through a seven inch screen or whatever it is you know even a even a tv screen it's not the same effect yeah facts completely different bro i always um think about like you saying that makes me think of donnell rollins like I saw him at the improv one time and I always heard how um Dave Chappelle says that like it's the he's the best stand-up that he's, bro, he's seen. So damn funny, man. Bro, when I, I was I was just floored with how funny it was. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like you said, sometimes it just don't translate to TV the same it way. He's always bro. been funny. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But seeing him live, bro, and I've seen a lot of comedians live, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I've seen DL Hughley, freaking Charlie Murphy before he passed, oh, wow, um, Eddie man. Griffin. Yeah. Um, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, like, you're like a uh, you're like you're like a true appreciator of the art. Yeah, I love I love comedy, bro. I love comedy, and um, I, I really like uh comedians and cars. You know what I mean? I always catch that. I love that show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and and Donnell Rollins was just one that I was like, damn, bro, this was so freaking funny. Like he really is like one of the funniest standups I ever seen. Like, and that's the thing, bro. The people that people that truly work on the craft. And aren't making the sketches and the little like memes and shit. Like you go see them live, you're like, oh, that's where they've been mm-hmm. putting the work in. But sometimes the the real, true, raw work doesn't get rewarded. Yeah. So you got to play the game of like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not a big fan of the Florida Man interview. Yeah. Like, I think some of them are funny, but it's not what I want to do. No, like, I feel that because there's I mean? always that little dance between like stuff that you know works mm-hmm. and the stuff that you really want to do and kind of find like a balance in that especially with music like music is very like there's a specific formula mm-hmm. if you want to be successful in a certain way that you can follow that formula and it's almost not a guarantee because nothing's a guarantee but it's almost like if you work hard at it and do it you can get in that lane you yeah. know what i mean and it's like kind of navigating where like okay where do i fit in though you know what i mean right I feel like it's the the Florida Man interviews are like uh, when an artist puts out like a single, like a radio single, mm-hmm. and it's not what they really want to do, but it's catchy and it it gets ten million eyes to their album. Yeah, and then people, you know, a million of those ten million go, "Wow, I actually like the rest of their catalog." I didn't know they had ten albums. Yep. Before, and then that one song makes the whole catalog, you know, worth it. It's kind of like um something I heard um 
Mac Miller say, and we'll kind of start wrapping up with this, is like he he would say, you got to give him that, you got to give that first album for like basically for the record label, which would, would basically what he's saying by that is like, you got to give the people what they want so that you can give them what you want. You know what I mean? And that's the hardest thing to do, bro. And it's like, you got to, it's kind of like an exchange. It's like, hey, all right, I'm giving you the content that you want from me. Here it is. But now this is what I'm coming with next. Hopefully you've gained enough trust in the fans that they're going to give that thing a chance. You know what right. I mean? And it's that little dance. It's that one for you, one for me. Exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like, yeah, if 3 million people see the Florida Man video, the next video they watch is my stand-up and they go, oh, this guy has more than just a character. He can actually go up there with just a mic and do his thing. You yeah. Know? And if that's the billboard or the, the ad, quote-unquote, to get him to come see me live, then mm -hmm. we'll do that, bro. Because if as long as it's making people laugh, that's my goal. Yeah. Even if it's something that I'm not a big fan of. Mm -hmm. And everybody, everybody make sure they tap in with Sean too, man, because – I don't know if we were talking about it on the show or off air before, but like the co the comedy scene in, in Orlando is just like, bro, there's so many shows going on that are so funny. Um, a lot of people that um know me know Jari too. So it's like, they know that he's doing his thing, but it's like, bro, like y'all got to actually come out and see these shows. You know what I mean? Because it's a vibe. Yeah, man. If you haven't seen me live, man, I've been really working. Um, I feel like I'm happy with where I'm at. Obviously I want to keep growing, but, yeah, man, guys like Jari. Um, shout out Cam Patterson, man. I'm going to be out in California. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, he's got me on some of his summer tour, so I'm grateful for that, and uh, it's cool to see him. You open it for him in the improv as well, right? Or did you already December do it? 14th, December 14th, man. Yeah, shit, dude. I'm going out to Austin. Um, I got a show at Roscoe's Comedy Club uh, the 13th, and then the next morning I'm flying back with Jari because we got a show that night. Nice, Two shows man. opening for Cam, man. He's, he's selling them out, bro. Orlando's own. And uh, yeah, it's cool, bro. For I've always said this, man, and, and sorry I keep dragging it on. No, but, no, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Uh, I always make the joke. I don't mind being and friends. Mm. So I say like Cam Patterson and friends, like Jari and Sean Madden and friends. Like as long as someone's someone's on the on the billboard, bro. Like yep. And I'm and I'm opening like I seen that's Cam cool, on Kill bro. Tony, man. He's funny, bro. He's funny. Bro. I haven't checked them out. Like I, I gotta check them out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it out to that second because y'all added a second show in Orlando, right? Yeah, bro. The yeah. first one sold out in like, like yeah, two I was hours, able to bro. get the tickets. To yeah, so he added a second one. I'm sure we'll have more details. Yeah, um, but yeah, stay watching my story uh, at I'm Sean Madden on Instagram, YouTube, same thing. And um, dude, plug your stuff too because if we're gonna do, a yeah, point, yeah, for sure, man. Um, uh, check me out there. on Instagram at Lester.wav. My website is lesterwav.com. Um, check out my music. I'm, I'm in 2024. I'm just focused on pumping out a lot of music. Last year was just more like trying to get my name out there. I just um, dropped like my Spotify rap stats and I hit like 511,000 streams just congrats, on Spotify. Man, congrats. Yeah, That's man. It's, numbers, bro. It's been super, it's been super dope just like seeing, feeling that growth from putting that work in. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, You'll always be rewarded for the work you put in, bro. Facts. Whether you don't see it now or in five years, you will be rewarded for taking that that first step or mm -hmm. that third step. It's all to get to that next thing, man. So, yeah, bro, super proud of you, man. Like, that's some serious numbers, and I look yeah, forward man, to seeing it's, what it's you It's all do. going up from here, man. Absolutely, and, um, bro. You know the handshake we got to go out with, right? 
Boy. Yeah, bro. You know why they did that, right? What? It was to see if they had a knife on them. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nah, I didn't know that. That shit's gangster, though. That is, though. Um, and yeah, man, uh, shit, I had, I had one final thing. Go ahead. Oh, be be on the lookout for. Uh, I think we might be using some of your samples to intro outro the show. Yeah, so, man, I'm definitely gonna. I have a whole a whole bunch of different vibes that I could send you to see what kind of fits your style. And I love that. I'll definitely man. do that. Just a man. nice intro song produced by you. I think that'd be great. I had another guy that wanted to do it, but life gets in the way. Yeah, but if yeah. I if I had like yeah one of your originals or something or or just a clip of your song. I think that'd be a vibe, bro. And yeah, let's I would do it, love man. to do more episodes, have you on the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm super down, man. Like I said, this year I'm all about creating. Because I'll drive with... out here to record once a week, bro, if we yep. want to do. I thought that was, you know. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be down too. too, bro. I'll be down to pull up on you too. I know you're doing it by the by the pool. It's yeah, a nice little vibe out try there. Try to do it there, you know, when they're not mowing the lawns. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Like a helicopter. Yeah, man. I used to go to a studio that um they had like a rock band. That would come like every once in a while to practice in the room next door. Yeah. And whenever they came, it was like I couldn't record or I would have to wait in between their clips, you know, in between their takes, you know. Yeah. And they were like a heavy, heavy metal band, you know. I'm yeah, in the recording. Can only soundproof so much. Yeah, bro. It was, it was kind of stand there, man. Damn, bro. But yo, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, for sure. And, we, uh, we definitely gonna do a lot more, man. And and me and Jari have been talking. I'm definitely looking forward to doing some more um work with Jari and content with him. Um like I said, man, I feel like y'all definitely doing y'all thing. And this year is going to be dope. Man. Big things on the way, bro. Facts. Big things. Y'all stay tuned. For and, sure. Uh, we'll see y'all soon. It's stay butter.